Are you looking for a comprehensive and convenient online health fitness training platform? Look no further than Vikido Fitness Academy. With a variety of programs designed to meet your needs, this platform offers everything from weight loss and wellness group coaching programs to an emotional intelligence course. You'll learn what to eat in order to achieve optimal health and energy levels. You'll have access to exercise training, live coaching meetups with myself, Dr. Vicki Haywood Doe, and other instructors, as well as support and accountability throughout your journey. Whether you prefer to work out at home or at your favorite gym, Vikido Fitness Academy makes it easy to follow along with their programs. So get started on your journey to better health and fitness. Visit vikidofitness.com forward slash VDF Academy. The views and opinions expressed are for general informational purposes only. Consult with your physician or medical health care provider for medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment. Today, we talk about sleep and why we need it. However, we know that some of us, because of the work we do, or even some of the obligations that we have, it may not be possible for us to get quality sleep and we have to stay up late. We're going to discuss some of the proven ways that you can stay up late if you have to and how to do it safely without sabotaging your health. All this and more on It's All About Health and Fitness. Welcome to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks Bright. This program is brought to you by Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum. Now, here's your host, Vicki Doe and D. Banks Bright. I'm Dr. Vicki Haywood Doe, and with me is the one and only Dr. Virginia D. Banks. So what's going Hi, on? How are you? I am fine. How I'm are you this, this day? That's It's cool. It's getting cooler. Kind of cool. Don't you like that? I really do. You know, we kind of dodged the bullet that a lot of people in the United States got this year. We didn't really have but about three or four days of really hot weather. And that was fine with me. I know. So I'm okay with that. I am a little bit confused, though, because it's going to be in the 40s at night and then 78 really uh, uh-huh so it's going to be a a really big yeah, change big change oh, wow. so and then i'm gonna have my honey sweet oh it's cold it's cold and then i'm gonna say well i can't do heat at two and air at five and <laughs> no, that's what i end up doing because <laughs> it's like can you figure it out because i'm like turn the heat on and then turn it off and turn the air on it gets confusing I'm yes like, it does cold. i get cold yes but it also wear and tear on your your it unit does. yeah and not, yeah and your bill oh i didn't think about that too the bill because of the energy of switching and yeah, canon exactly so i think i probably should get some more blankets and comforters and some sweaters uh, yeah, but we are here and it's great. We are here. Either or. We'll take it, right? Yes, either or. We will take it. All right. Well, today, this is episode 265 and we talk about sleep and why we need it. However, as we know, some of us, we stay up late, you know, to get things done. And we know, yes, 
Sleep is very important, but mm, we do have to stay up late. But research has shown that sleep, sleep is important and it is necessary as diet and exercise in maintaining our health. And according to NIH, good sleep improves your brain performance, mood, and health. And so not getting enough quality sleep regularly raises the risk of many diseases and disorders. And this range can be, these range can be from heart disease and stroke to obesity and dementia. And so sleep is definitely important. However, some of us have to work. We have to work. We have to work. You know, we're not going to be able to get our sleep. Some people have obligations, you know, that we are engaged with that will keep us from getting our sleep, causing us to stay up late. And so we're going to discuss ways that you can stay up late, but do it safely without sabotaging, without sabotaging your health. And we can't wait. And so I thought about this because for many, many years, I worked the night shift, you know, at the hospital back in the day at um, Ohio State University Hospital and will take a quick nap and then go to school during the day. So I didn't get no sleep practically. <laughs> and then even here uh, from the college days, going back to school, doing all that, I still didn't get enough sleep. I don't get enough sleep now. I don't either. And I wake up at night. I think for me, they say as you get older too, you you are, have more insomnia. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why everybody sees me on Facebook at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Look, when do you sleep? I'd be there too. I'd be like, okay. unfortunately, that's my shopping time for Amazon. <laughs> I know. I really need to sleep more because Amazon keeps knocking on my door every other day. <laughs> I know, right? But hey, we do what we got to do. Sometimes we can't sleep. We can't sleep. I just wake up. I, you know, it's just, that's just the way it is. That's the way it is. Well, we're going to discuss today ways that we can, you know, stay up if we have to and do it safely. And so we're going to talk about that today. And as per usual, our co-host, Dr. D. Banks, will tell us the latest she would discuss the latest new vaccines. We got new vaccine, what, COVID, RSV, and, and then, of course, it's flu season coming up once again. And so we're going to talk about that. She's going to talk about, you know, the vaccines and how they're coming available. And then what we can do with the flu season coming on, what we can do to prepare ourselves for that as well. So stay tuned. Stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned on this episode. It's all about health and fitness. Vicky Doe Fitness, we can't wait to get into our discussion. So what do you say, Dee, to yeah, all of this? Um, we will uh, certainly talk about some new developments that just even happened yesterday with the approval of the new COVID vaccine. So, And since COVID seems to we we're seeing an uptick I think this is going to be a timely message for everybody. All right. Yes. Yeah. Nate was telling me that that is it's um, he's starting to see a few more patients now. Yeah. So I said, well, just let me know because, you know, I uh, (laughs) with your Lysol. (laughs) Hey, I got back in my routine yesterday. Any new colors of cans? Uh, Yes, there actually you, you there's an orange. (laughs) <laughs> i knew you would know it's an orange i knew you would know i think i'm gonna go buy myself some too yes yeah. yes so yeah because i got the it's a lavender one a blue a blue one a yellow one 
and then there's an orange one now. I'm certainly going out and get myself one too. Yes. And I was telling Nate, I was like, Nate, I know you go into your office and stuff. Hey, I don't care. You need to be spraying your office, close the door. So when you go in there, that's your safe haven. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, and being in close quarters now, it's getting cold. The weather is getting darker sooner. People are starting to come in. People are starting to come into close quarters. So yes, they you know, are. Expect these, expect these viruses to start popping up all over the place. Yes, indeed. That's what usually happens. And so, yeah, yeah we, we can't wait to, to hear about all of the new stuff that's coming and coming to get us and all that. Coming to get us. <laughs> all of that. All right. Well, folks, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. It's all about health and fitness. Vicky Doe Fitness on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or on any of the platforms that you listen to your podcast. When you listen, you can experience our shows. We bring in other guests. You will be able to talk about the things and listen to what we talk about, the things that are important for our health and our well-being and our community. You will be notified first when we post a new show if you subscribe. So go ahead and subscribe today. And as you know, though, when we talk, we don't just talk about physical health. We talk about mental health. We talk about things to preserve your mental health as well. And we believe in total well-being, having a holistic approach to healthy living. Make sure, make sure you go and subscribe. We see that we have plenty of listeners now. D, I always like to go and see where people are, are listening from. It goes to show you how that... Yeah, we used to do that years ago. Like, where are people coming from now? We used, we had some in Australia, I think. Yes, Australia. Now we're adding a lot more from London. Which I thought was interesting. Um, uh huh. London. So a lot of the UK stuff. We're adding more from that. Yeah. And then our biggest, our biggest state here now is Virginia, and then the next, of course, Ohio. But then the next one is Georgia now. Okay. Atlanta, so, your home, your stomping ground. So we're getting a lot of people from Atlanta, hot Atlanta. Yes, Good. indeed. So yeah, it's just interesting. And then of course we have actually folks from all over. When when you look at the United States, even Alaska, it still is it lights up. So we we have folks from from all over and then all over that's the world great. too. So Good. that's good. That's good. Folks, we want you to continue to listen and make sure you subscribe and tell others. Tell others. We appreciate um, you telling folks, recommending our show to five of your friends. You know, that would be great. And that will help us spread the word as well. And last but not least, go on Apple Podcasts, rate and review this show because this is how we grow and increase our listeners. And as always, Dee, what do we say? Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Well, Dee, you know, fall is coming. You know, the, the weather is getting kind of a little bit different, but I will embrace it because we didn't have a lot of hotness, did we? We didn't. We dodged that really super hot bullet this summer that a lot of those other cities in the United States, especially places like Texas and Las Vegas. I oh know. My they I got hit hard. They got hit. And yeah. then we got the, so we got a lot of weather things going on, tornado yeah, and, and, um, 
all that earthquake. We're gonna talk about that with Morocco. We didn't even mention the Libya people. They've lost like five thousand people in Libya. I know that's crazy. And Maui and those fires and this and that. So just a lot of stuff going on this summer. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But yes, we are here, and I want to. I'm excited because you know, right around the corner, you gonna be our keynote speaker. We 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 can't wait to hear you speak at our Healthy Heart Healthy Living event October the 14th from 7:30 a.m. to 3:30 p.m. And so we got all our stuff coming together. We got our six cooking teams. They're ready cuz they're going to be competing live on stage. That's going to um, be fun. Yes, and then we got our mini spar people presentations we got sapphire aesthetics and wellness so we got ashley vidal she's going to be presenting and talking about um, spa things we got dr caesar augustine he's going to be talking about dental health but talking about cosmetic dentistry you know some people don't really think about all the the things that they have now to right. enhance your teeth and then we got you have to go around looking like snaggle pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but people still do. Ooh, ooh, I don't I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, but we got uh Dr. Tanya Farmer. She's going to be oh, there God. talking about sinus health and and all hey. of that as well. Then we move on our mindful movement. We are mindful movement workshop and Wayne Smith, Professor Wayne Smith makes it very exciting. So he's going to be there doing that. We do have some movers and shakers. They're going to be getting awards. We got three of them. We're going to give awards to this year. Then we rolled on to all the wonderful things that you're going to stay for the keynote speaking and speech. Then, like I said, there will be the cooking on stage. And so we got a whole day full of healthy luncheon, cash bar prizes. We got it going on. So we definitely inviting everybody, even if you are out of town, if you, you, if you close or you just want to fly in and come, we right there by residency in it's in fact, if you, if you stay right there, it's a place to stay. And so, yeah, make sure go and register www.vickidofitness.com forward slash register. And so, yeah, that's, that's me trying to get all ready for that. Sounds good. I can't wait. I'm working on my talk now. Yes, yes, yes. I want to hear all about your vacay, your vacay Um, in Scotland. So I went to Scotland and it was really nice. Started out in Glasgow. I had been to Edinburgh before, but that's kind of real touristy town. And, you know, it's got a big castle. That's probably about its biggest selling feature. But this time I decided I wanted to see Glasgow, which is on the other side of the country. Okay. Um, way more, less touristy and they have a university over there, but really wanted to go up into the Highlands, which really you get a much better flavor for what Scotland is all about. I mean, everybody's seen Harry Potter and Braveheart and to kind of get a feel of what the landscape is like, but it's absolutely beautiful. It's really hard to explain. Um, drove along the Loch Ness locks. Okay. Uh, and it was funny because there were a ton of people okay. that week that I was there looking for the Loch Ness monster. Yeah. I don't think they found him. No. So, <laughs> a lot of people still looking for that Loch Ness They're monster. Still looking. Okay. Okay. No. <laughs> um, fortunately, the weather was really good. It only rained one day, and it's just beautiful territory. Now, the roads. Anybody that followed me on Facebook know that the roads were 
scary. I, I've been oh, there, really? done that. I don't have a desire to go back and drive on those roads anymore because it's just absolutely crazy, insane, and only for people that are used to that kind of um, driving. But, you know, I tried to see some of the places where Harry Potter was filmed and all of that. So it was really good. And I still say, I mean, I have been to Scotland, Edinburgh a couple of times, but it hasn't changed. They are some of the nicest people ever that I have ever met. I didn't have one negative encounter with anybody uh, for anything. They were all extremely helpful. So I'd have to say for anybody that, you know, wants has been to London and stuff that maybe try you um, Scotland as a second trip to go, you know, they don't really have any great cuisine. So we so you know, we just tried different restaurants, mostly Italian, but I did try the haggis and haggis is for people like what is haggis? Uh-huh. Haggis is sheet lungs. Okay. And it's like dried and you can fix it all kinds of ways. The last time I had it when I was there, it was like corned beef hash. This time I didn't like it so much because they gave it to you like a patty and it was real gamey. So Yeah, like, yeah. Nah. I don't know. like when stuff be tasting gamey. It was just too gamey and I'm like, no, but it's kind of interesting. You cannot get haggis in the United States. It was outlawed coming into this country in 1971. Some people are like, thank God. Um, because they were worried about bringing in, you know how there's mad cow disease with bacteria and viruses about bringing in viral diseases and stuff Mm -hmm. like that with body parts that people in this country are not used to eating. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. so you can't get it over here, but, um, you know, I tried it again and I'm like, okay, that's one and done. I'm good. I know. Wow. Yeah. Just, just, uh, refreshing, relaxing. And as opposed to what I thought was going to be very cold and very rainy, not at all. So okay, yeah. that's great. That's yeah. awesome. It was a little bit chilly though. What was the weather? Uh, was it- I wore my trench coat, so I was fine. So it was at least okay. that kind of weather that I, you know, how when I was in England, yes. I wore my trench coat every day. Yes, so I wore my trench coat every day. So it was there. like that. And yeah, I was comfortable with that on. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, good, D. You sound like yeah. you had a wonderful time. So that's good. awesome. It was good. Yeah, that's awesome. I saw. I kept up with all your pictures and all the yeah. stuff you did on yeah, Facebook. I to keep everybody updated on, you know, because I like to see other people's travels and stuff, you know, like when yes. you believe, Belize, yes. when you had some <laughs> Belize <laughs> pictures and stuff, because some of these places I may never get to. Right, so right. Opportunity to share other people's vacations and stuff. So, so it's yeah. good. It's all good. Yes, yes, yes. Well, D, what is going on this week? Oh, everything. It was a it was an interesting week. Yes, it yeah. was. Yes. We start out with, of course, on Monday. And here's the thing that's that's very interesting. My brother, Charles, his birthday is 9-11. Oh, wow. So we always, you know, we always remember to call him and yeah. have a birthday thing. But then we thinking about things, you know, 9-11. Yeah. So, yeah, it was Monday because today is the 13th of September and, and it's been 22 years it's unbelievable. You know, I was thinking about the other day how many men left pregnant women from those towers. And I remember seeing in a Time magazine or People magazine or something, maybe five years down the line. No, maybe a few months after that, mm-hmm. how many women were pregnant. And I, I'm thinking now those kids are 22 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah you're right. College and the whole bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And a so a lot of them left young children. Left young children. And it and, and, 
I always remember the scene where they would pan to the airport and you would just see all the cars parked where people didn't come back. Right. I remember that. That's there the was a whole floor of people that worked for a, it was an accounting firm or something like that. They lost everybody. It was, I think, like maybe they had 300 people mm. on two or three floors, something like that, that work, and they all died. Yeah, because they were right at that impact where, where exactly. the plane um, crashed yeah. in. Yeah. So, but yeah, so they did. We always, you know, have a real nice memorial services. And they were saying that the U.S. marched 22 years since 9-11 with tributes and tears from ground zero to Alaska. So everybody, you know, when you uh, when you see the things that they do on TV, people talking about it, it's always taking a pause, you know, saying prayers all over the nation, doing that, um, remembering all all of the the suffering that happened and years after, you know, because firefighters passed away years after because of the because of the toxins and stuff that they acquired when they were inhaling all of that, Mm -hmm. um, those toxins from that building coming down. Yeah. And a lot, you know, we still don't know. And for me, it was personal because Dr. Chuck Hirsch, as I came to find out maybe 10 years later, was the coroner for New York. Uh I had done a a rotation under him when I was a medical student. And mm-hmm. I was reading the New York Times that Dr. Chuck Chuck Hirsch was still trying to identify body parts, body remains. That was his job. Mm-hmm. And this was like maybe 2003. Mm-hmm. And I saw an article about him and wrote him and stuff. And that had to be very stressful. And then roll around 2000 and here we are, 2002. 23 and one of my facebook friends put an article on there about how they're still they are now because of new dna techniques identifying finally (sighs) some more remains and i put the article in about dr hirsch who didn't have those dna kind of genomic things back in 2003 so and he died and i will always feel that Mm. the stress that was put on him okay kind of enormous job you know there were three four thousand body parts pieces that they were Mm. trying to identify so Mm. yeah it affected a lot of people in a lot of ways not just those people that died in the towers and you know over pennsylvania and the pentagon it affected a lot of people yes it uh, affected a lot of different ways yes it did Yes, it did. But yeah, so that was happening on Monday. And then, you know, we we talked about Coco. Coco. Yes, yes, yes. She went on and what did she do? She won her first. She won her first Grand Slam on Saturday at the U.S. Open to 66362 over number one, Arena Sabalenka in the World's Championship. She's the 10th teenager to win the U.S. Open title and the first American teenager to be crowned since Serena in 1990. 99. In addition to Williams, she joins Tracy Austin. Remember her? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Stephanie Graff, Steffi Graff. Sellers, Martina Hingis, oh. Svetlana Kuznetsova, Maria Sharapova, Bianco Andrescu, and Emma Redunkanu on New York's under the 20 role of honor. Austin and Sellers each did it twice. After losing her first Grand Slam singles final to uh, to Inga Swiatek at the Roland Garros last spring in straight sets, Goff had an inauspicious start to her second. 
Sabalenka's big hitting was finding its mark more often than not in the first eight games, and she broke Goff three times to take a one-set lead. But soon Goff started to weave her web. Her world-class defense began to frustrate the number two seed, who, who soon sprayed more ground strokes long and wide and buried overhead smashes into the net. The turning point came early on the second set. Goff saved two break points in the opening game and took the lead for good when she broke Sabalenka to lead 3-1. From 1-1, the teenager met the moment and won nine of 11 games to take a 4-0 lead in the final set. She never looked back. I feel like I'm a little bit in shock in this moment, Goff said afterwards. That French Open loss was a heartbreak for me, but I realize that God puts you through tribulations and trials, and that makes this moment even sweeter than I could have imagined. I just knew that if I didn't give it my all, I had no shot at winning. And she won, didn't she? Yes, she indeed. Did. Yes, she did. And I remember I wasn't watching it at first because I was like, man, I'm not going to watch this because she probably going to lose. I hope she'll do OK. And then that's when Natalie said, "Um, no, mom, she called me. She said, you watching it? I think Coco coming back. I said, OK. So when I started watching it, I was like, oh, and I was in head in first. All the way till she won it. Oh, yeah. So that was great. So, you know, it's good to be able to watch some somebody now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It is, you know. And how about the representation of African-Americans? Let's give a shout out to Ben Shelton. Let's give a shout out to Madison Keys. Mm -hmm. Let's give a shout out to Tiafo. Yes. So, Uh yeah, we we had a, a nice... A nice showing. Uh, uh, showing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Nice showing. And I don't remember in a long time since we've had that. I know. I know. So that was great. That was great. Yeah. And so, yeah. and then to get a, a win. So, hey, Coco, we are so proud of her and yeah. parents too. Her parents. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And her, she, do you remember her saying that her father was running around somewhere? Uh-huh. He couldn't watch her and stuff. So he was running around doing laps around the um, stadium. So, yeah. 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 And, you know, it reminded me of when last year I was at, went to the U.S. Open and saw Serena yes. play her last, her game last game. One in uh, the Arthur Ashe uh, Stadium there. So, yeah, it was. Um, it was thinking about that a year later it was great yes 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 well we move on to what we were talking about before morocco earthquake and every time you look the death toll keeps rising so it's it's um at least 2901 people you know have died and 5530 were injured and this is a result of devastating earthquake that hit morocco on friday Uh, Most of the dead were buried under the rumble, the rumble of collapsed buildings, the government said. And so because Brother Bill called me on that Saturday morning and he Uh said, hey, have you talked to Andrea? I said, what? I said, I keep seeing stuff that's happening in Morocco. He said, yeah, it's in Marrakesh. And that's like three hours from Rabat. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. She was there when we were in London. Yes. When we were in London, she was in Morocco. Right. Yeah. So I called her and she said, yeah, I have a, a, a few friends, but we were we were mostly in Rabat. That's where her auntie, my sister-in-law, probably. No, my sister. Uh-huh. That's Nate's uh-huh. sister. Yeah, your sister-in-law. Yeah. So she's she's there. 
Sis Jewel, uh, and we we called her. She's fine. She said even three hours away. They Rabat. Rabat. Uh huh. They still yeah. they still mm-hmm. felt some trembles. Did they? Wow. Well, you know, I was there too, and what I kept telling people was, first of all, they're not used to having earthquakes there, but Morocco is still third world, and those buildings are not made for a six point eight earthquake and let's just not talk about Rabat or Casablanca or Marrakesh and there are a couple of others but a lot of these people were out in these villages in these these stone huts and stuff where one shaking the whole doggone thing collapsed on them so they had no infrastructure at all to protect them none and then they said people were all in the streets sleeping all in the streets sleeping. I mean, it's just so sad. I mean, I hope that things are better. The last I heard was that the king had not asked for people to come in and help. You know, they were just using their own I I know. third world recovery people. But you need with this kind of thing, time is of the essence trying to find people alive. I know that that I hope he's accepted. I think the French were coming in there because of the connection between French and Morocco, but I hope he's opened up the doors for other people to come through and make this a global effort to try to save people. This is devastating. It is devastating. But yeah, they they have assisting okay. Yeah, they, they have I think he allowed um some search teams from Britain, Spain. Oh good, good. You know, to come and all of that. But yeah. So most of the dead were buried. Okay, we uh, and what else it was saying? The international aid groups warned that Morocco faces a huge challenge in supplying help to the estimated three hundred thousand affected people. Yeah, and in rebuilding those destroyed communities. So uh, it's gonna be something. It's going to be something. I mean, you know, as I think about it, people are telling me that Fort Myers, Florida, hasn't even recovered from last year with the big hurricane. People are down there. I was talking to somebody on the elevator today and Mm -hmm. stores still haven't opened. Things are still, you know, not rebuilt. And you talk about the United States. I know. And you can think about how much longer it's going to take long time for these for this thing to be rebuilt wow. for the country to kind of get back on its feet and stuff. It's going to be very, very challenging. It's going to be challenging. I know. Well, what's the latest, D? You always got some well, latest for us. Yeah, I thought I would update. I think it's timely for me to talk about it because yesterday the FDA approved finally the new COVID vaccine. The FDA has approved and authorized Again, what they usually call for emergency, EUA, emergency use authorization. This new COVID vaccine, uh, it's a monovalent component that corresponds to the Omicron variant, which we've been having trouble with, the XBB 1.5 of SARS-CoV-2. These vaccines were updated to provide better protection against COVID caused by circulating variants as we transition into fall and head into fall and head into 2024. I need to just add one caveat, although this these vaccines are going to be covering XBB 1.5, we do know that there are other variants out there. And unfortunately, you're always going to be behind because before these vaccines can come to the public, they have to be tested. They have to be, you know, trials that are done on these vaccines. So, but I'm thinking, I'm hoping that with this new vaccine, there'll be some shared antigens with these new variants. So they should be able to cover people. And what they are saying with what came out yesterday, they're recommending it for 
Moderna and Pfizer, they're recommending it for individuals six, I mean, uh, six months and older. So at first they, they thought they would just recommend it. I had was under the impression for 65 and older. They're now recommending it like they do for flu shot for six months and older. Can I get the updated COVID vaccine if I'm pregnant or trying to get pregnant or breastfeeding? The COVID vaccination for everyone ages six months and older, including people who are pregnant, breastfeeding, or might become pregnant in the future. Individuals should speak uh, with their healthcare provider if they have questions about receiving the COVID vaccine. And so this was kind of quick yesterday because it came, FDA approved it the day before. And then yesterday, the 12th, the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices met they approved it. Then it usually takes one more day for the CDC, like when Rochelle Walensky was in power, it would take like one more day for her to approve it. Well, it happened all yesterday. So after ACIP approved it about 4.30, within a half hour, the head of the CDC came out and approved it. So I would imagine that the shots will be at the Rite Aids or, or CVS pharmacies or private pharmacies or wherever you get your medications from by Monday or Tuesday. Okay. Then let's not forget about the flu vaccine. Uh-huh. Influenza is certainly still with us. It's a potentially serious disease that can lead to hospitalization and some deaths. The flu vaccine is available now. You know, unfortunately, influenza, people forget, is associated with bacterial pneumonia, ear infections, sinus infections. People who are immunocompromised or who have chronic conditions are certainly more susceptible. Typically, the year before, the vaccine comes out, there are all these really smart people that get together and figure out what the most likely viral components are going to be of the new flu season. So all the flu vaccines in the United States are quadrivalent, meaning four different kinds, which means they prevent they protect against four different flu viruses, influenza A, H1N1, influenza A, H3N2, and two influenza v, uh, B viruses. Now, there are all these people that say they can't take the flu shot for this, that, or the other. I won't go through it today because it, it would be too long for us, but you do have other options other than just to get it by shot. You know, there's some some that are egg-based, mm-hmm. and then there's some that are not for people that are allergic to eggs. So. Mm-hmm. No longer can you just say, I can't take it for X, Y, and Z. They they have it now for pretty much for all comers. And that vaccine is recommended for, again, six months. They say, if you can crawl, you need to get the flu shot. Well, there it is. Yeah, if you can crawl, and this is the same way for COVID. If you can crawl, you need to get the flu shot. And then lastly, the new kid on the block for vaccines this year is the respiratory syncytial virus vaccine. So RSV can prevent lower respiratory tract disease caused by respiratory syncytial virus, which is a common respiratory virus that usually causes mild cold-like symptoms. It's spread through direct contact with the virus, such as droplets from another person's cough or sneeze, contacting your eyes, nose, or mouth. It can also be spread by touching a surface that has the virus on it, like a doorknob, etc. RSV can cause illness in people of all ages. And we saw a huge surge in children last year. One Mm. of the biggest that most people have ever seen. So they have come up with a vaccine now because in older people and in in infants, 
they can get very sick, may need to be hospitalized, and some may even die. So the CDC recommends adults 60 years and older may receive a single dose of RSV vaccine based on discussions between the patient and healthcare provider, and it may be given at the same time as other vaccines. Now, people may ask me, do I recommend that I would say based on the fact that we've done this before, the COVID vaccine and influenza vaccine can be given together. And although they recommend giving three, me personally, if and when I get the, 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 those, I'm going to wait and spread out the RSV a little bit since that's the newest kid on the block. Okay. Wow. Well, thank you, Dee. That's a lot of you are so welcome. It's information a lot. in it. It's a lot. But that's yeah. good, though. At least, you know, at least we have options, you know. We have options. Yeah. No longer can you say, well, you know, I can't do this, that or the, and especially the flu shot. People are coming up with all kinds of excuses for that. But now we have multiple, multiple, multiple uh, options. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Vicki Haywood-Doe. I just wanted to break in for a quick second and introduce to you the sponsor and creator of this show. It's the company I own. Haywood Doe Consulting Co. doing business as Vicky Doe Fitness. We are a health and wellness consulting company that specializes in designing and implementing medically integrated applied exercise physiology-based fitness wellness programs, initiatives, events, health promotion, and health education for special populations such as older folks, children, adolescents, overweight and obese individuals, women's health, and those who have chronic diseases. We have a team and network of healthcare professionals based out of Northeast Ohio, and we've worked with many companies, schools, churches, and organizations. If your goal is to transform your life by taking a holistic approach to living a life of health and total well-being, Get in touch with us at info at To find out more about our own site and online programs and services, go to vikidofitness.com. And now back to the show. Today, we talk about sleep and its importance. According to NIH, good sleep improves your brain performance, mood, and health. Not getting enough quality sleep regularly raises the risk of many diseases and disorders. These range from heart disease, stroke, to obesity, and dementia. However, some folks may have to stay up late and not get the quality sleep that is needed for good health. And so we will focus today on six ways that you can stay up late and how to do it safely. We are going to be looking at one key article that was written It was written in Everyday Health, and it says, when you have to stay up late, six ways to do it safely and try these tips for staying up late at night when it's necessary for work or other obligations and getting deeper sleep during the day. And I thought about this because, yes, we got a lot of folks that work in the hospital or do other types of jobs or obligated to do things, and you you have to stay up at night. So, yeah, so you got to figure out, you know, how to do it safely and how to get deeper sleep when you have to sleep and catch up during the day. 
And so it starts out saying staying up late can be tough on the body, but sometimes it's unavoidable. In 2017 to 2013, I mean 2018, about 16% of Americans worked a non-daytime schedule, according to data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. While the graveyard shift comes with the territory for some occupations, such as doctors and nurses, first respondents, security guards, and factory workers, it doesn't make staying up late any easier. Now, this was said by Michelle Trerope. The difficulty of working the night shift is that it forces you to sleep against your body clock. It's a mismatch between your internal body clock and your external environment. And Michelle Drerup is a psychologist and director of the Behavioral um, Sleep Medicine Program at the Cleveland Clinic. Your sleep schedule is dictated by your circadian um, rhythms, a 24-hour cycle that influences when you're alert, sleepy, and even hungry. When your sleep-wake cycle is going against this rhythm, you're exhausted. Fighting the urge to go to, to bed, Drerup says. Shift workers and those working overnight tend to be continually sleep-deprived as they struggle to fall asleep and stay asleep while their bodies send alerting signals to wake up during daytime hours. Because of this, they also lose out on deep restorative sleep, Dr. Drerup warns. While your body and brain are hardwired to relax and reset at night, there are ways to safely get through the graveyard shift without too much fatigue. And here's a look at the top tips from experts. And so, Dr. D., take the first yes, one. What's our first way? The first of one, mm -hmm. establish a fake daytime schedule overnight. Mm -hmm. Flip the average daytime schedule around to accommodate your waking hours, says John Klein, PhD, a licensed clinical psychiatrist based in Cheshire, Connecticut, who specializes in sleep medicine. When you wake up, consider how you'd start the day. Maybe you'd freshen up with a cold shower, cook a hearty breakfast, and have a cup of coffee before heading to work. Develop a post-work routine, too, Drup says. Instead of immediately going to bed after getting home from work, some people sleep better if they stay up for another hour or two. You may want to take a breath, meditate, read, or catch up on your favorite show, just like you would if you'd finished a daytime shift. This way, you'll wake up closer to the time when you start the next night shift, Drerup says. So then now to our second way to do safely and stay up. Well, you got to keep your sleep schedule consistent. To successfully maneuver through the night shift, you unfortunately have to stick to your nocturnal schedule on your days off, Dr. Klein says. It's hard advice, but it's immensely helpful to keep your sleep schedule consistent, he says. That means that if you're going to sleep at 8 a.m. and waking up at 4 p.m. during the work week, that routine should hold on the weekends, hold on the weekends too. You don't want to disrupt the sleep-wake cues you've built up and restart again. This can be disruptive for social events, taking care of kids, 
or other responsibilities, but you should have your family on board to your, to support you, Drew says. Number three, aim for eight hours of deep sleep. When it's time for slumber, give your body its best shot for accumulating deep restorative sleep, says Colleen Carney, PhD, an associate professor and director of the Sleep and Depression Laboratory at Ryerson University in Toronto. You're fighting against biology. You're trying to sleep when your your alerting signal for wakefulness is rapidly ascending. It's ascending. It's stronger during the day, so you can't have proper sleep architecture, Dr. Carney says. Furnish your bedroom with blackout curtains to block sunlight seeping in and invest in a noise machine or earplugs you're comfortable wearing so you can tune out the day's events happening around the house i'm too nosy for that (laughs) (laughs) Uh -uh. aim for as close to eight hours of rest as you can to mirror the slumber you'd get if you were on a daytime schedule some people find it easier to follow a split sleep schedule Drup says this involves sleeping several hours after getting home in the morning and then sleeping for several hours before your next shift's start time. Number four, take a power nap. If you can eke out a 30 minute power nap during your lunch break, this will do wonders for the rest of your shift. Clients I do this, says, yeah, you do power naps. Uh huh. Yes, yes. I, I can't do power nap because if I go to I'm, I'm, <laughs> if I go to sleep, I have to I'm set done. my alarm clock though. You're right. But no, I set my okay. clock, my alarm clock okay. to wake me up, but I do take power naps every now and then. Yes. Okay, great. Well, you know, it says if your schedule allows it, getting some bed rest before your shift start helps too. A nap of just 10 to 20 minutes is ideal because you won't enter deep sleep and feel excessively groggy when it's time to wake up, according to research. You could even strategize uh, with a pre-shift coffee nap, according to the Sleep Foundation. Drink a cup of coffee before your shift and take a short nap. By the time your alarm clock rings, the, the caffeine should be taking effect. So you're ready to get started with work. I thought that was interesting, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Stay in bright light. Let me ask you. Okay. Do you, your tea, do you drink caffeine? I forget because we've been together so much. Do you drink tea with caffeine or not? I do. Yeah, I do both, but mostly oh. um, uh, with caffeine. So I do the black tea and the green tea, those stuff with caffeine. Now I do herbal tea, but I do mostly tea with caffeine. Yes. Now, herbal tea is decaffeinated, right? Yes. Okay. And you could get the decaffeinated version of green tea and stuff, but I've noticed that it it just doesn't taste natural or something. It's something weird about buying the decaffeinated green huh. tea and stuff like that. I've noticed that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Next, stay in bright light. Light has a powerful effect on your internal clock and bright light can temporarily fake the body into thinking it's not yet time for bed. A study published in 2018 in the Journal of Clinical Sleep Medicine found that even a short burst of bright light helped night shift nurses heighten their alertness while reducing their symptoms of insomnia, anxiety, and depression. Your circadian rhythm has connections to your eyes, so bright light can help reset your internal clock. Carney says. In other words, keep your workspace well lit to help your brain and body register that you're in a daytime mode. 
Okay. Another way, stock up on healthy snacks. Staying away all night has been linked to obesity, diabetes, and other health issues tied to the body's metabolism, according to the National Institute of Health. It may be because uh, sleep deprivation affects food choices. Night shift workers are more likely to crave calorie-dense carbs, sugary food, and salty snacks, according to an article published in 2019 in BMI, which is British Medical Journal. Healthy eating isn't exactly the top priority during a busy overnight shift, too, says Carney. To avoid heading to the vending machine for your overnight lunch, it's crucial to prepare healthy meals and snacks. Try to eat a healthy meal before your shift with whole grains, complex carbohydrates, lean protein, and plenty of fresh vegetables to energize you before work. If it's your first meal of the day, this could be eggs with whole grain toast, sweet potatoes, and a side salad, Carney says. After that, bring snacks like fruits, fresh or dried nuts, hummus, and veggie sticks, or yogurt and granola with you to keep you fueled throughout the night. Coming prepared for the night will make sure you steer away from sugary and salty snacks. An improved diet would be better for your health and in turn, your sleep as you navigate the overnight shift, Carney says. And make sure you stay hydrated, aiming for eight glasses of water daily. Dehydration can make you feel fatigue because it affects the flow of oxygen to the brain, making your body work overtime to pump oxygen to your brain, according to the UK National Health Service. Make sure you're drinking water to keep yourself alert and energized. Remember, staying up late on purpose, whether it's to catch up on work, party, or binge watch TV isn't a healthy habit. But if it's mandatory because of your work schedule, tending to your newborn baby or other obligations in your household. There is a healthy way to go about it so your your overnight shifts won't rake havoc on your mind and body. So there it is. We got at least a few tips, D. Yes. On absolutely. How, on how did we can stay up. Ring a bell. You said that you work night shifts. Did any of these ring a bell with you in terms of anything that you did? Yeah, because what what will happen is I was always on, I was on 80s roads in on Rose Hall. Those of you that are at OSU, I would be at, at that time, that was way back. I was what, 19, 20, 21, you know, so I was in my twenties. So that was back in the, the eighties and nineties, you know, they didn't have, now everything is computer operated for the doctor's uh-huh. orders and stuff. No, they had us as they called us what? Terry. Ward secretary, but we had another name to coordinate or something. The ward clerk duties too. And we, okay. it, all yeah, that, that went on. That was a lot. All of that went under clerical stuff, clerical specialist something yeah. they did. But yeah. but we had to write off all of those orders and stuff. And so everybody would come around about 3 a.m. Because I would be into, then I was heavy into the coffee. You know, I was coffee girl until uh-huh, uh-huh. 2008. You no, know, I never knew that you drank coffee. Oh, wow. big time, big time. Wow. And so everybody would come right on our on 80s roads, round about that 3 a.m. 
in the morning at 3.30 because they knew in the break room I would have the coffee um, brewing and then I would have all our snacks and stuff out. (laughs) 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 I would have the snacks. We would have our little little donuts or whatever, you know what I mean? (laughs) Can't do that now. Mm -mm. No, we can't. Mm -mm. Yeah, but those were those were the the good days, you know. But and then then I would be ready. I would stay till seven thirty in the morning, give my report, and then I would roll off to school. That's that was gonna start at eight thirty. Wow! And then I would stay, yeah, and then come back home, crash. My shifts wow. were my shifts were either eleven to eleven because I did the twelve hour shifts, so I would have more days off uh-huh. during the week. So I would do twelve, twelve, twelve. Wow. So 11 to 11 or uh, 7 to 7, usually the 7 to 7. So 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Right. Wow. Like the emergency room shifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. yeah, those were the days. Oh, my God. And then I would have to, I would always have to go help the Reno floor on the oh, ninth wow. floor. That's where I met Nate. And those, I was getting ready to say, I wonder why. Yes. <laughs> I met Nate on the ninth floor. But those, Is that right? That's amazing. But they would have to, we would have to order all the blood work. Just yeah, tons. Yeah, was a lot. Of, now, were the dialysis units up there too? Uh-huh. Just tons uh-huh. of, oh my God. And yeah. and a lot of the folks like us, we, we were saying, man, we know the nurses and the doctors working hard because we trying to get these orders and make exactly. sure people. Yeah, it was something. But exactly. yeah, wow. working late did have you, you, you had bad habits, you know, with eating, you sure. know, but even Absolutely. I still would I still would bring my meals in. But I'll be eating a true meal at three o'clock or four o'clock in yeah. the morning, which just can't be good all the time for you. Not all the time. But yeah, but at least we know from our our tips here, we know how to at least there are ways we, to yeah, there are ways to overcome some of this. Ways to overcome. Well, D, you know, this ends our show. So, do you have some tips for us? Yeah, I just would like to reiterate just go briefly down those six. Establish a fake daytime schedule overnight. Mm-hmm. Keep your sleep schedule consistent. Aim for 8 hours of deep sleep. Take a power nap, stay in bright light, stock up on healthy snacks. And last but not least, we're getting into the vaccine season. A new vaccine was approved yesterday. Get your RSV vaccination if you're old, over the age of 60, 65. Uh, talk to your primary care doctor to see if you need it younger. If you have maybe some underlying pulmonary issues and so forth. Get your flu shot that's out now. And then your new COVID vaccine will should be out by next week, certainly by the middle of next week. All right. Well, I would say, folks, in ending, yeah, make sure you get all your stuff up, all your vaccines up. Also, this is going towards the end of the year. And this is the time to go in and have your wellness check because, you you know, 2023 is almost over. And so have yeah. your wellness check for the year and know your numbers. Yep. Know your numbers. Exactly. And as always, for more information, go to our website, vickidofitness.com. And remember, if you have any questions, comments, or just something to say, tweet us, email us, go on Facebook and share with us your thoughts. You've been listening to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward-Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks-Bright. Vicki Doe is owner of Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum, a place to discuss, learn, and participate in healthy living. 
You can get in touch with Vicki by email at info at vickidofitness.com.